Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Female Founders Network, a podcast brought to you by invoice to go I'm your host, Nat, and I'm joined by my co-host, Sylvie. Hey, everyone. We record our show in the Forbes Street studio in downtown Sydney, Australia, but we bring guests from all over the world. So you'll hear people from the US, the United Kingdom, Europe, the Asia Pacific, anywhere that we find women who lead and inspire others. This is a great podcast for women who are navigating business ownership, leadership, or just life. Each episode should connect you with someone else's story, but also leave you with practical tips and advice that you can use in your own life and in your own business. Today, we're speaking with Verity Tuck and Hannah Spilva, the co-founders of the online flower and gifting company, Lovely. In this episode, Verity and Hannah share their founder story and how they started off bootstrapping the growth of Lovely, hand-delivering orders themselves, to scaling their business into a national success story. We hope you enjoy the episode. Hi, Hannah and Verity. How are you guys? Good, thank you. Thank you for having us. Uh, thanks, thanks for being for on us. the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. So you guys are based in Melbourne. So you guys are still on strict lockdown as we're recording this right now, correct? We are. Right. <laughs> we yeah. are. It feels like it's been forever. We're des- desperate to see the rest of the world. Oh, yeah. Um, I know a lot of my friends and family back home are feeling the same way. There are some places, there are a lot of places going back into lockdown. There are some places that went out of lockdown, but it wasn't safe, which is almost worse than being in lockdown in the first place. So, yeah, everybody's struggling a bit. So I feel for you. Yeah, it's tough. I bet. So Especially the... with Christmas coming up. I yeah. Think. Yeah. But as the founders of Lovely, which is obviously this home delivery of like flowers and gifts and stuff, I guess, has this How's kind business of, been? Yeah. Has yeah. this helped your business? Yeah. <laughs> uh look it's um it's been a really wild ride for us over the last six months yeah Uh, the short answer is yes it's absolutely helped our business but I think like every business owner we sort of went into um you know the first lockdown and you know this kind of when when COVID first hit and you know we, we barely knew what it was before we were having to prepare our our business to deal with it and we we really had you know looking back Vez and I had absolutely no idea what um the future was going to hold for the business we yeah. were sort of you know preparing ourselves to potentially stand staff down um you know we were as scared as every business owner out there but I think we've we've been incredibly lucky and very grateful that actually COVID um has created huge opportunities for our business and mm-hmm. we've seen anything between sort of 500 to 800% growth over different different times over wow. the last six months. So um, we've been incredibly fortunate, but obviously with that comes its own set of challenges in terms of having to uh, scale the business at breakneck speed. Mm-hmm, um, right. And with Vez and I also having to coordinate, you know, most of the team to work remotely it's been a really it's been a really difficult thing for us to navigate together yeah huge change but um let's rewind can you tell us a little bit about both of you and like where you're from and your career so far and then how you ended up meeting and starting lovely yeah yeah give us the whole story I'm Verity um and I'm originally from Melbourne um and hence from the UK um and we met in Sydney actually um and well, my background was in the digital agency kind of world where I was in account service and project management side of things. So very much execution um, and, you know, client management. And 
Han was from, I'll let her explain a bit more shortly where what her background is, but we met in agency land in um, Sydney and we're, we were partnered up actually on a big client um, and that's kind of where our relationship started, wasn't it? Oh, it was, yeah. We worked together for a, a long time. We kind of go way back. We've been business colleagues. We've been housemates, oh, <laughs> become fair. great mates, started a business together. Um, so yeah, we've, we've kind of been through lots of evolutions of our life together. Um, but yeah, advertising was where it all started. My, my background's similar to theirs. I spent sort of a decade in the advertising industry. Um, my sort of specific expertise within sort of creative industry was in brand building and digital marketing and spent Mm -hmm. a lot of my time developing work for, sort of global retail brands like Uniqlo, Kmart, Adidas. Fez and I worked on David Jones together and was oh. always really passionate about um, building a brand, building brands, but in particular yeah. having the opportunity to, to build a brand um, from scratch, which is where this sort of um, lovely journey started really uh, mm. for Fez and I. Because I don't, I don't think looking back there was – sort of one light bulb moment where we thought, okay, we we need to start a gift delivery company and it needs to be same day and it needs to be called Lovely. There were sort of lots of moments and lots of sparks of inspiration between the two of us that finally led us to launching this business. And, you know, it probably in its first iteration was a a brand-led idea around creating a business um, Mm -hmm. where the purpose was very firmly on making people's day, spreading joy. Yeah in the world um, and sort of, you know, the name Lovely and the tone of voice sort of really came before the product range itself. Um, And we were really lucky that we were both at a crossroads in our career at the same time. We were a bit restless working in the advertising industry, wanted to do something for ourselves. And um, Vez was really keen to do something with flowers. She'd seen this opportunity in, in the market. I really wanted to build a brand and it just kind of built momentum from there and we literally started in Vez's kitchen five years ago uh-huh. and it's grown from there. Wow so what was that opportunity that you that you spotted Verity? I think it was well we were both living in Sydney at the time and both away from home like I was more local from Melbourne and from the UK but I think it was that um, the gap in the market where there's nothing that you could send to a friend or a loved one or a family or a colleague last minute that was affordable, fun and beautiful. Mm. Um, so those moments you're missing, those small connection points, not just like birthdays but those times you wanted to celebrate or commiserate with loved ones and there was just nothing that was cool scent so that's kind of where it started and I think I just saw flowers as being a natural product fit but even so flowers are just a a vehicle to delivering on the purpose that we felt really strongly about which was generally making people's day which yeah so I love that so oh wow so you started in your kitchen so were you like putting bouquets together or what was that journey like yes Yes, neither of us have a floristry background at all. I think we took a few night classes. In floral <laughs> um, design? And Is that? In yeah. Fl- yeah, oh, yeah, nice. yeah, we did. Floristry. We literally went the on basics a, a night floristry. course. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, though. I mean, there's so many women that we talked to that were in one complete 
thing. And then they're just like, nope, don't want to do this. I want to do this. <laughs> and they completely just kind yeah, of bootstrap exactly. it. That's right, so pivot. good. <laughs> yeah, you're pivoting. Well, yeah. we, we felt it was kind of um, our responsibility to at least learn the basics of right. the industry we were right. sort of jumping into. Yeah. We had no experience, so we, we had to start somewhere. <laughs> How good? I guess we we did have experience in the like the digital side, so we felt mm-hmm. very comfortable moving in that lane. So like setting up a website and you know a customer experience, and felt strongly about customer service and yeah. things like that. But mm. the the product and the actual retail retail side of it, both of us were quite green, like yeah. we had never experienced before, and had to learn from the ground up, which has been such an incredible learning curve for both of us. I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but I mean, so how how does the business model actually work for Lovely? Because you've got your website, so it's kind of like e-commerce, but then are you also hooking up with like different gift providers from all over Australia? Um, we'd, our business model is primarily direct to consumer. So it's mm-hmm. e-commerce, customers buy via the website um, and we deliver same day and next day across Australia. But we are we do test other distribution channels. So there are some um, other marketplaces and retailers that we're currently trialling our range with, but predominantly we sell direct to consumers. And then alongside of that, we have a lovely corporate and lovely weddings offering. But again, that's a sort of direct to consumer play. So at the moment, our presence is purely online and most of it through our own site. Mm, gotcha. oh, brilliant. And then how does it work with the actual um, like gifts and flowers themselves? Do they come from a big warehouse or do you have lots of smaller distributors around the country? We've got, I'll, let you, um, I'll let you cover that one, Buzza. <laughs> yeah, sure. We've got, a, we've got a big headquarters, a bigger headquarters in Melbourne where we dispatch all the Melbourne same-day delivery and where we dispatch all what we call national deliveries. So around Australia, anything that's kind of outside our same-day delivery zones we dispatch from Melbourne. Um, and then we've got a Sydney, Brisbane and Adelaide um, office or set up as such a warehouse in each location um, and then looking to expand that footprint over the next year as well. Where are you going to expand? Let us know. Uh, um, <laughs> looking, yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, predominantly... Well, we're testing like more some of the regional hotspots as well, um, things like Geelong and um, Gold Coast and things like that. Oh, but gotcha. also, um, hopefully, you know, Perth and uh, and other you know capital cities, Canberra, nice. things like that. Wow, oh, it, it kind of sounds to me like you went from a career in advertising to a business in floristry but also logistics like yeah <laughs> that's a lot yeah. it, it it took a while for that to dawn on us as yeah. well actually <laughs> yeah. was that quite a big challenge in the beginning do you think um that you found ways to solve that oh look it was probably the biggest challenge we faced quite honestly logistics is really hard it doesn't matter what category you're in whether it's gifting flowers whatever but logistics is really hard especially in a country like Australia. And I mm. think, um, you know, we had to, we, we learned very quickly um, how difficult that was because we sort of made some assumptions around the ease with which we could uh, execute same day delivery. And mm. I think, I think coming from the UK, um, I had this expectation that same day delivery was just part of the retail offering. 
mm-hmm. in Australia and we discovered that in fact it wasn't um, and the UK was kind of, you know, a, a couple of years ahead of Australia really in terms of partners we could find mm. uh, to help us deliver that to our customers. So in the first sort of 12 months it literally looked like Verity and I friends, family, some contractors getting in cars and getting our products out to our customers because we just couldn't find a logistics partner that was willing to work with a startup that wanted to guarantee same day delivery and especially wanted to guarantee that we wanted to guarantee same day delivery of a perishable product. So there was just too much risk um, in our sort of promise to our customers for people to to really want to work with us at that stage so the fact that you know they had to handle our product with with such care during transit meant mm-hmm. that we were we were difficult to work with um so it i reckon it took probably 12 to 18 months for the logistics market to catch up and start offering the type of service that we wanted to give our customers and then over time we were able to um, trial different ways of getting our product out. We worked with different logistics partners, and and today we've sort of evolved to a point where we we've got a long term strategic logistics partner who helps mm-hmm. us very much from um, a software perspective. We use their technology now to help mm. um, route um, and get our um, products out to people in the most efficient way. Yeah. But we still uh, hire our own drivers yeah. because ultimately it allows us to completely control that end-to-end experience because that moment of truth when a product ends up with a recipient, mm-hmm. um, it's really important to us that that's a positive experience. It's really important to us that the person delivering the gift takes great care with the product, um, communicates well with the recipient. Yeah. Um, and really understands the purpose behind our company, right? So that mm. they're delivering that outstanding customer service. And, and so they really understand that our, if our purpose is to make people's day, then they have a really important role in in helping us deliver on that. Yeah. I just want to like set the cultural stage because we have a lot of people who listen from all over the world, right? So founding a flower business, uh, like a flower delivery business and mm-hmm. flower and gift delivery business in Australia in the middle of the country, it is pretty much dry and nothing. Like everybody lives on the coast. Is that pretty (laughs) accurate to say? Uh, So the logistics is not like if you're listening from North America or the UK or wherever, this is a a beast of its own. And also Australia often has droughts. So if you're growing anything at all, (laughs) it can be a big problem. So, you know, this is, I mean, that's why we keep asking about logistics because we're like, how the heck did you do this? Yeah. And also quite phenomenal. from, From the UK is such a kind of tiny island compared to Australia that like you say you do just expect same day delivery and with Amazon Prime in the US and the UK the consumers demand almost went that way but do you think that now in Australia there is more of a demand for same day next day delivery? How do you think this is going? What is your perspective? I think it's a base level expectation these days. Mm -hmm. Really? Um, I mean it wasn't probably when we started and we were kind of at the forefront in our I guess, industry doing yeah. this. But um, I think now a lot of people expect it and it's we get this from, you know, our customers and um, just talking to them and what what they now expect from us as well. Yeah. Um, but other retailers, you know, are offering these services as well. So we kind of see it as yeah, baseline. Yeah. Now. 
So you were, I mean, that was really your differentiator, a big differentiator for you guys um, being, you know, the first to say, okay, we'll deliver it same day. We know shipping's a bit iffy and dodgy here in Australia, but we're going to get it to you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. Yeah. If you started again now, do you think you would be using the logistics partner that you are now or would you still be the the ones driving around and, and doing it yourself in the beginning? I think we always started this business to build a big business. We always wanted to have a scalable foundation. So in the early days, you know, what we were doing wasn't scalable, but it did really allow us to understand the type of business we were building and it allowed us to understand the key challenges with logistics. So looking back, I'm incredibly, incredibly grateful that we had that opportunity to get so close to what the problems with logistics were yeah. because in actual fact I think it helped sort of move us much quickly, um, to, much more quickly towards the right solution by understanding those challenges so deeply. So I, I still think, you know, you've got to go on, a, it doesn't matter at what point in time you start a business and what um, services are available, you've still got to learn the, ch- the challenges for yourself. So ultimately I think we'd still get to the same point. We'd still want to partner with somebody who really has an expertise in this space. Um, but it's always going to take trial and error and mistakes, right, to, mm-hmm. to get to the right solution. And we're, we're still learning. We'll still be evolving our logistics. We'll be evolving our product. We'll be evolving our operations constantly um, for the for the lifespan of this business. Yeah. And your business growth has been amazing. I, I read somewhere that you've been growing 100% year on year. Is, is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. For the first, um, for the first sort of four years, we were growing at 100% year on year. And then this year obviously has been a year like absolutely, absolutely no other. And in the <laughs> first three months of this financial year, we've already um, exceeded uh, from a revenue perspective we've exceeded over three months what we made in the the whole previous financial year so the wow. growth over covid for us has just been absolutely phenomenal oh well, that's yeah. that's so amazing it's so great to hear when you can find opportunities out of like such dire situations like yeah. the pandemic has been what do you think um, was part of your success at being able to scale and grow during the first four years? Yeah, I want to hear that. But I also want to hear something that you guys really screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> how long have you gone? <laughs> so how did we scale? Um, yeah, what's the, the key to your years? success yeah, in the key, scaling? Yeah. And then how did you screw up? <laughs> I'm, I'm not so sure there's one key. Um, I think it was... Um, like Anne said, we did a lot of hands-on. We did everything hands-on in the beginning and then starting to um, get suppliers and partners that were experts in their field involved once we are at the right level of volume. Um, and then I think it's just about leaning in and making mistakes, and which kind of leads on to the next one. But it's just about we didn't know what we didn't know. Like we went in completely blind I would say into what to expect but that was the beauty of it I think that we leaned in made mistakes and just had to just stand back up and keep going and I think that's how we managed to just keep you know we'd hit walls and and then from that scale them and then you know grow a bit more and so we kind of iterated as we went I don't Mm -hmm. think there's one one key 
unfortunately. I wish there was a silver bullet that I could give everyone um, to as a piece of knowledge, but I don't know, unless you can think of anything, Han. <laughs> it sounds like you're incredibly agile. Yeah. Yeah. I Look, think that's I, I the think beauty that's... of small business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. I think that's absolutely one of the benefits of being a small business is that you can react to things quickly. You can you can change your entire business model pretty quickly, mm-hmm. not just, and for us, not just being a startup, but being a digital business. Um, we've never been afraid of experimentation. We've never been afraid of making mistakes. Um, but I think sort of to build on what Vaz was saying, you know, we were we were only able to really take full advantage of the opportunity that the last six months have afforded us because we'd built a really great foundation in our business and because Vaz and I went into this from day one um, with the idea of building something scalable something that was going to be a national business and and one day be a global business we had put in place sort of the the operational and strategic foundation for this business to be able to deliver the volume of sales and volume of revenue that it currently is, right? So that foundation was there way before um, the sales were there um, and this just gave it a really good test run. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is this has been really rewarding for us as well as, you know, really challenging and rewarding because it's actually proven to us that the scalable foundation we put in place works under pressure, under immense pressure. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. What's your advice to female founders and our listeners on how to achieve that growth and, um, yeah, any business advice you can share? For me, I think, look, look, the the first and foremost is you've got to have brilliant people because Mm -hmm. lovely is nothing without our team you know ultimately we've got an incredible team of people who are so dedicated and loyal and passionate um, about what we are trying to achieve so without brilliant people in your business nothing's possible Um, and then sort of underpin that once you found great people or even before you have great people you need to have a really clear purpose that that gives everybody um a reason to come in every day and a reason to keep going when shit gets really tough yeah because I think without a clear purpose you know if you just build a business to sell stuff or if Mm -hmm. you just build a business to make money when things get hard and you hit things like COVID or you hit challenges that you just feel like you can't overcome in your business, it's really easy to just to just go, it's too hard, I want to do something else. But if yeah. you've got a really clear and compelling purpose that not just keeps you and your co-founder getting out of bed every day but keeps your entire team coming out, getting out of bed every day, um, then I think that's, that often is the difference between success or failure you know I've heard this sort of phrase before that um you know businesses don't fail founders give up yeah and whether whether that's true or not I don't know but I think in our case it having a clear purpose and building a business that's about making people's day and spreading happiness in the world Mm -hmm. it's absolutely kept not just Fez and I going but the whole team going every time something gets hard so for me I think those two things are key great people and a really clear purpose 
Oh, yeah. I absolutely love that. I think it's so true. Like lead, living by leading and living by a mission that is beyond just the products. Yeah, for sure. One thing I've found, like as just someone who leads a, a team as well, is just hiring people that you admire and then getting out of their way, and kind of being, you know, setting the strategy, but really like letting them shine where they shine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really can relate to that. It's just you. You're nothing without your team, really. I feel like I'm nothing without my team. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us, what is one of the best-selling products that you've got? Wait, wait, wait. We can't let them get out of it. (laughs) What? What have you screwed up? (laughs) (laughs) Tell us. What haven't we screwed up? Give us a learning moment. (laughs) Uh, um, I've got one from earlier this year. It was just before COVID hit, actually, which... So Valentine's Day is one of our biggest calendar events each year. Mm -hmm. Um, You get, you know, a big surge of orders and it's over a very intense period of, you have to dispatch it all on one day because it's all about that one day. Mm. Um, And this year we just completely underestimated um, the demand for our product. So usually we're the opposite, Hannah and I think, pretty big and want more and go big with our forecasting but this year and um valentine's day we completely underestimated and had to turn off or sell out at like 8 a.m on valentine's day which to some people sounds like success but for a same day delivery business um you know where that is at the core of what we offer like our value proposition Mm. it was it felt like failure yeah. Um, that we're, we were letting down prospective clients and return customers um, on helping make more people's day. So that was a bit of a, a screw up, I would say, um, yeah. and something that, you know, let us <laughs> made us feel, you know, a bit sad after that we could have done more. But um, it was a big learning curve and then completely flipped the other way just the next month with COVID it came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Huh. Do you have another one, Han? I'm sure you do. <laughs> oh, God, heaps. I think looking back on sort of the early days, one of the things that still haunts me is I've sort of got this tendence, tendency to run at 100 miles an hour, you know, towards everything. I'm a pretty impatient <laughs> person, which <laughs> has its pros and cons. Um and I, I remember when we first rolled out our own product range that sort of sat, you know, outside of flowers and we were looking at moving into um, candles and a body care range and stationery. And we took delivery of our first shipment of lovely branded candles. And I think, you know, we'd put a forward order in of a couple of thousand, which is looking, you know, looking at ourselves now as a pretty small order. But back then for us, you know, we're bootstrapping the company. All of this product is being paid for by Vez and I out of our own pockets. So to Mm. order a couple of thousand candles was a bloody big deal. Mm. Um, And I think Vez was on taking some time away at the time. She'd just had her first baby and Vez is really kind of the detail person in mm. our business and <laughs> I'd say you know I'd, I'd approved all of these designs I'd sent them off I was excitedly waiting for our first shipment of candles to land at the office and they did and the artwork on the jar was wrong and I just had this absolute no. oh fuck stomach sinking <laughs> moment what of, have I done oh god this is a real lesson in kind of like just slowing down for a moment <laughs> 
<laughs> and just being across the detail. Um, but that's why Vez and I make a really good team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are we are the yin and yang that's required in a business, I think. Well, oh my God, I completely relate to that <laughs> with my partner who's also kind of a co-founder in a business. Um, which part of which one of you is what? Is are you like more creative and Verity's more like operational? You mean like one's the yin and one's the yang yeah. kind of thing? Yeah. yeah. It, 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 I think we're both quite creative because that was sort of our our background Mm -hmm. yeah um I sort of lean more towards developing the strategy and driving growth and Vaz leans um very much towards the sort of operations and the execution and that that was that was sort of how it worked even pre-lovely right if you look at our careers in advertising I was um working in strategy I was the strategy director working very closely with the creative team and then Baz was kind of the person bringing everything together um, in terms of client service and project management and and we've taken those kind of skill sets through um, into how we work at Lovely. That's awesome what's next for Lovely? Yeah tell us what's happening. Well I mean for us COVID hasn't really meant that we've changed our roadmap too much. If anything, it's probably just accelerated um, our progress by a couple of years. So Mm. um, we've always had this sort of overarching vision to be the most used and most loved gifting brand and business in Australia and and then the world. And and that remains unchanged. Um, But for us this year, our focus is on geographical expansion. So rolling out our same day delivery offering into additional cities and also like um, Vez alluded to before, testing that also in sort of significant urban areas as well. And then beyond that, really starting to build uh, some more awareness and momentum behind lovely corporate and lovely weddings, which are two sort of additional business offerings that we've launched in the last six months. Right. And and what what are they? I wasn't aware of what they do. So they're they're essentially a a slightly different product set that talks much more to a corporate customer. So it was an opportunity that came about quite organically, um, Mm. quite honestly. We started getting lots of requests from existing customers um, to help them with corporate gifting, either for corporate events or for things like Christmas or for work anniversaries. But actually the requirements for corporate gifting are slightly different to sort of everyday uh, consumer gifting. So we've had to invest in, um, I guess, the, 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 the resourcing and the skills to build out that side of the business. So we've had to make some hires. And in addition to that, we're looking at how we evolve our product range to create something that sort of talks to that audience um, in a more relevant way. And alongside that, we also observed the opportunity to move into the wedding space, again, really with a lot of our customers coming to us in the first instance and saying, hey, we love your flowers, we love your brand, we love the fact that we can personalise and customise the glass jars your flowers come in and that'd be a really affordable um, way to, you know, get flowers for our wedding. So is that something you'd offer? And in the early days, it wasn't it wasn't really an opportunity that we had strategically wanted to go after. But, you know, after I reckon 12 months of customers coming to us and asking for this as a service, yeah. we'd have been mad to, to ignore it. So now, again, we're investing in the team internally to help build that offering out. 
Mm. Um, and I think it's it's been a difficult it's been a difficult time to really launch that in earnest because of course with COVID, especially in Victoria, weddings are something that haven't been yeah. <laughs> haven't been happening. So yeah. we've sort of had a bit of a false start, but now hopefully coming out of um, you know the end of lockdown in Victoria we'll start to see that build more momentum. And certainly in other states around the country, we've already uh, had a lot of positive signs that that side side of the business is growing. Yeah. yeah. I think it's so inspiring how you both found these opportunities, not just at the beginning of starting Lovely, but also throughout your journey building the business that you've jumped on them and, and are growing them and making this huge brand that is so loved around Australia. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Can you give us the numbers behind your growth just so people can understand how you've scaled like year on year? So, well, I mean, roughly speaking, we were sort of a hundred, we were at a hundred percent growth year on year for the first four years. Uh-huh. And then this year, that's accelerated so sort of from the start of COVID really so April uh-huh. we've increased 500 percent 500 but at, but at times that's that's grown to 800 percent over the last sort of um, wow at points over the last six months we've hit 800 percent growth so it's been huge yeah. I mean your your website experience is lovely like it, it's lovely without you <laughs> like it's it's beautiful it's your branding is incredible I mean I can tell that you guys have that background it's I can see why it's growing the way that it is it's yeah. really wonderful amazing thank you so oh, much for coming you. on the podcast yeah so inspired by you too and you sound like a great team. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sylvie, what business are we going to start online? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I feel so inspired now. Oh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, and so no, people, no the website, if, um, and you only, of course, it's only, what states did you say again? Just for people who want to order something from you? So we deliver to 95% of Australian addresses. Okay. okay. Um, but same day delivery to day delivery. Adelaide, Melbourne, Sydney and Brisbane. Okay. And it's lvly.com.au, correct? That's right. Yeah. Awesome. And where can they find you on Insta? Because we've got a lot of Insta followers. What's your handle? Hello underscore lovely. Okay. Beautiful. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, guys. You have an amazing one. I hope you guys get out of lockdown soon. (laughs) Wishing you all the best. Not as much as we do. (laughs) Stay safe. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. See ya. Bye. This podcast was brought to you by Invoice2Go. We're an invoicing and billing app that helps business owners work and get paid from anywhere, at any location around the globe. We're helping close the gender-based pay gap. Because the current U.S. pay gap sits at around 19%, listeners of the Female Founders Network podcast get exactly 19% off of any subscription. Just enter the code EMPOWERWOMEN at checkout.